All right, guys, this episode is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick's new album. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. I feel like this is going to be the most excited I will be to talk about an album this entire year. So it all goes downhill from yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's just jump right into it. We got United in Grief. Um, so... My whole thing on this, I, I I took notes on like a lot of the songs because I just wanted to like really like dive into it. But I feel like immediately you get the vibe of the album where it's yeah. going to be talking about his like internal issues, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole for me, the whole theme of the album was just like therapy. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was getting as well. Yeah. So obviously he talks about uh, like just his traumas in the song. And just everything that he's had to deal with in the past. And then, like, another thing he brings up is um, he talks about, like, how he has all these, like, luxuries because of success. But, like, he doesn't really get, like, a good use out of it. Like, he talked about how he had, like, an infinity pool that he never swimmed in and shit. Yeah. And he's just talking about how, like, even though he got all this success, he doesn't really even know what to do with it. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like a thing, like, like a money can't always buy happiness kind of thing right which is like like a very common trope but yeah you know he puts it in creative ways that other artists haven't done yet but Uh yeah and then he he talks about how like he sees baby keem going through the same thing you know um just like because he was saying he's like the family uh, it's like the family something's on repeat so he's basically just saying like it's like baby keem's gonna go through all the same shit that he's been going through you know yeah um but yeah, as far as like the production on this one, Elijah, what did you think about the production? I thought the production was great on this one. I thought it was really uh really fitting for the message that he was saying on the song. And just like the uh, sad tone of the piano. Yeah, the sad tone. It was a very emotional, like, emotional beat. Right. And just like produced. Um, yeah, and also like him, him saying like, "I grieve different" is him just like obviously acknowledging the fact that I feel like this is how I interpret it. It's just like he feels like he hasn't figured out how to like uh, maturely or properly just like deal with yeah. the deaths around him, you know? Yeah, and like almost to in a way too, like where he was asking people to not judge him. For the way right. that he grieves, like you know, everybody grieves, but like he said, in different ways. Because he felt like that's like what his mother would have wanted him to do, which like I can totally understand that you know angle yeah. of it. Yeah, and I feel like even even as far as like I don't know like how you grieve with shit, Elijah, but for me, my like coping mechanism of like dealing with grief is like I. I kind of make a joke out of certain shit sometimes. And like, it's not like, it's not the most mature way to do it, but that's just how I deal with like hardships in life, you know? Yeah. I think, um, it's definitely good to, you know, make jokes about, cause then you want to, you want to lighten the, you want to lighten the blow. Exactly. Of it. And I think, I think for me, like I try to, as hard as it is, or like as few things about it that there might be, I try to find like 
the positives in whatever right. like happened or that I'm going yeah. through. Yeah, I mean, because eventually, you know, you have to kind of move on, right, and everything. So, yeah, and and, and there is like there is positivity. I feel like I, I want to talk about this a little bit. Like, there's positivity with death because, like, without people dying, like, you wouldn't appreciate life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you wouldn't yeah. like like wait, we humans wouldn't know what we'd have if we just lived forever. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's, it's like the saying, like, you never know. You don't realize what you have until it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And, like, without death, too, like, you don't. I feel you can't like, even conceptualize time, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, this <laughs> yeah, is going to get really deep. This is but... deep. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> no, but... like, yeah, you just, you'd have so much time on your hands. And I, I think people wouldn't be as, like, uh, like, great almost. Yeah, people. The, it's like kind of it adds the pressure. Like, life has a lot of pressure, and you know. Yeah. So, and you kind of need that pressure sometimes. Uh huh. But yeah. And then oh, also like, the halfway through United in Grief when the drums come in for like the little transition. Yeah, I love that too, and it sounds it almost sounds like like a train moving. It almost sounds like like the train doing like the yeah, it does. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of I, I was a huge I was like when that came out I was like let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But okay. All right. Um, we got the next song N95. N95, a banger. Yeah, it's obviously uh, what I took away from this song was. I'm talking about how a lot of like post COVID stuff is still like, there's still plenty of the issues that we had before COVID, you know, because he's talking about how like people are willing to step outside again, but like a lot of change didn't even happen within that time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. And um, as far as, he also talks about just like um like the unimportance of like the internet and trends and like what happens in online reality like isn't always what's happening in the world like people have a hard yeah. time differentiating reality from the internet because we have reality on the internet like we have our lives partially on the internet but then it's like you step outside and like people aren't talking like that like especially if you hop i don't know like for me I go on Twitter and I scroll through the feed and people are so angry. Like there's just so much anger on Twitter. And then in real yeah. life, it's just like, hi, like, how are you doing? Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, almost, it's interesting. Cause it's almost like, like, it's like exposing how, how like everything seems so perfect in the real world. But even then, it doesn't. But like Twitter is like showing how how not imperfect, how not perfect, or just like right, right. I get I get what you're saying. Like people really are. Yeah, yeah, and it also shows that like people aren't willing to uh, they aren't willing to show like behind their mask like in public. Like everyone's so quick to tweet like whatever it is. 
but then in person, like they're not going to have that same energy. Yeah. It was kind of like, it seemed like he was also talking about just how, how fake everything was. Yeah. Or is. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I feel, I feel that, I feel that heavy, like, uh-huh. you know, I feel like that's just something I con- I'm constantly noticing. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes I feel like people take, um, like the struggle is that it's like the balance of like being honest, but also respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, because people, you know, they may take, they may take disrespect to like your honesty, but they don't realize like your intention is like to either help them or to like, you're just trying to like help a situation. Yeah. And people are hard. Like people aren't, um, I feel like people aren't the best at like, I mean, some people are good at taking criticism and good at taking like honesty, but it's just like, that's a thing that obviously just comes with time too. And you kind of need people around you to be like, yo dude, get this shit together or like figure that out. Or like, nah, dude, like you need to take a step back. Like your ego is a little bit much, you know? Uh Uh But yeah. Um, And then like, do you have any thoughts about the production on this Elijah? Uh, I also, yeah, the production was really good. It was um, really like synth heavy, which I liked. Thought that was cool. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, also, uh, Baby Keem had a product producer credit on this song. Yeah, because uh, I mean, Baby Keem helped out with a few songs on this album. Yeah. Um, I believe Dr. Dre did as well. If I if I saw that correctly, I think I saw a tweet about that on you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are probably like I'm assuming those were like the main. Who were like the other producers on the album? If you know of them. Uh yeah. So the main the main producers were, uh, Soundwave. He was like on every single song, damn near. Yeah. And, uh. Who else? This group named Beach Noise. It's like these two guys. They they're like instrumentalists. They do a lot of like guitars, drums, stuff like right. that. They were on a lot of songs too. Yeah. Also, uh, JLBS. I'm not really sure who that is, but whoever that is was on a lot of songs too. I think those were like the big three, really. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm very impressed. I mean, the production, I believe, is like a fucking ten out of ten on this album. You know, yeah, I love the production on this. Um, but I, I think what I appreciate was how piano heavy this album was because a lot of like the current rap production isn't like. I feel like. People still use piano, obviously, but there's just so much piano on like close to every song on yeah. this album. Yeah, like literally, like I mean, um, I'm trying to think of like the big ones where it's like very noticeable. I feel like uh Purple Hearts obviously had a lot of piano on that. Yeah. Um I feel like I remember Father Time having piano, but maybe I'm missing. Yeah, Father missing Time had piano. Yeah, and then um, um Crown, Crown had a lot of piano. Yeah. Yeah, crown. and then obviously the interludes had piano. It was all piano, yeah. Um, and then a lot of the songs at the end had piano too. But yeah, yeah, I just I I really and just like the the 
the com- the composing of the piano. I'm, I feel like I'm miswording that, but the whoever was the pianist for it, very impressive. Yeah, that's basically no, what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, okay. So, worldwide steppers. All right, Elijah. I want to hear. Your, I want to hear your thoughts about this one. Yeah. Okay. Worldwide stepper. Oh, I'm about to pull up what I have. If you wanna, if you wanna begin, your... all right. I will. I will. Because I, I thought this one was a really interesting topic because this is not. This is like it's just a weird topic because he's talking about how people are basically indirectly supporting uh, things that can like literally lead to human death, which is like a crazy topic to rap about. And he makes it sound like kind of like badass in a way, just because yeah. of the way he's just like, just talking very like quietly and calmly to you. Like it's like a calm killer sort of thing. Like that's kind of the vibe he's going for. Yeah. And because his whole thing, one of the big things I'm going to talk about that stepped out to me, let's see where I wrote it down. He, oh, okay. Okay. So he talks about this part where he feels the like guilt about helping out the toy, the, like the toy drive for Christmas in yeah, uh, Compton. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about how like there's like death within Compton because of people's like health with food uh-huh. and not just because of like, like death by, you know, like the bloods or like whatever, whatever gang activity it is. So he's just like shining light on how like people don't even think about literally like what you're putting into your body. And he feels yeah. guilt about like donating money for that. Yeah, when it he's gives talking them about like, like the food causing uh, high blood pressure. I think exactly. It so it's just yeah. like giving diet. He, like he feels guilty for giving diabetes to people. And he's saying like <laughs> the people who clock, the people who clock in at work are just, are killing people too. It's just happening slower. Like that's his whole point. Yeah. So he's just saying there's a delay in the, there's a delay, there's a delay in you murdering. And it's like, one you don't realize and it's a very like disturbing thing to think about because it makes you even think about like the things you purchase or like the things you utilize in your own life and how could you be like negatively and and the thing is that's something that's like hard to avoid too there's a i mean yeah i mean we could talk about it for hours like the things that we do that were just unknowingly like indirectly causing the death of people or ourselves too Mm -hmm. like I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, and, and like, I mean, I think about just like the iPhones. Like, that's like the first thing I always think of. Just like the fact that majority of people just have iPhones, and how like there are people that are being enslaved and making it for like ridiculously cheap labor, and yeah. they're literally dying because of the awful work conditions in the factories that they work in, like overseas. Yeah, but and, yeah, and just like the the pollution that it causes too like yeah if they if like if we want to talk about like slowly killing people like that's a big one yeah yeah damn um oh and then uh i think this is where he talks about he talks about um okay this is an interesting thing he uh like he has a whole verse about how he feels like he feels weird not weird, but I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what you label it as, but he talks about, um, part of his motive for having like sex with white girls and stuff like in his mind <laughs> is out of like revenge yeah. for like 
the people in the past uh-huh. like he's yeah, like getting revenge you know <laughs> so it's like a it's like an ego boost for him you know uh-huh. and it's like it's like racially motivated um yeah i thought also, that, was, that was interesting like he felt uh i think he said too he felt he felt um sort of guilty for doing it too like guilty um towards his ancestors just like yeah. the things that they went through and then like he's having sex with these white women and right. it's just like it feels weird just because you know everything that they've been through and he just feels like he's kind of turning his back on them yeah 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 it's it's very like this it's just him talking about like just the complexity of that situation um yeah. And then, uh, okay, there was, like, another theme in it where um, he compares, like, the media to religion. Uh-huh. And he's talking about how, like, they both have, like, negative effects. This is how I interpret it, by the way. People can, like, debate this This isn't what it was. But I, I interpret it as, like, they both have had, like, negative effects of, like, killing people's freedoms or like kind of discouraging people's freedom of like individual thought and like the oh, yeah the pressure of having to believe within like certain parameters instead of like just like believing what you believe without um like the judgment of others really yeah no interesting and that's like oh no you, you can oh okay um i was gonna say like something interesting about that like that just what you said made me think of it in my philosophy class that i took um something that my professor said was like religion religion was made to like control people and that's kind of in a way the news does that too so like that's a interesting uh correlation and 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 the Right. And I, I feel oh. like people, people, if they, people think like when Kendrick says that, it's like, I feel like some people can misinterpret that and think that like, it's saying that like, you don't have the choice to believe what you believe because you still have the choice to believe whatever you believe, but it's just like, yeah. it's because like, they do have so much control over like what people are seeing on their technology that it's like, it is something to be like cautious of and you should be a little bit skeptical not to say you shouldn't believe anything, but you should be like skeptical and like maybe question it a little bit further besides just obviously looking at a headline. So yeah, you always, you always want to, you know, read more than the headline and also read multiple sources too. Right. Exactly. Never just read one. Right. Um, you know, they, 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 they teach us that in grade school. So yeah, like this is, this Basically. is stuff where people still fail to do it. <laughs> Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think like worldwide steppers, I think as far as like topics mm-hmm. on this album, it's the most like topic condensed. Like he covers so much shit in like three minutes. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Also, just, I just like, oh, go for it. Oh, I just wanted to add too. like, I think like something that I noticed just listening to the album, I think. I think that Kendrick is supposed to be Mr. Morale and just we as the people are supposed to be uh, like the steppers. And right, I, right. The reason that he called us the steppers is because 
Um, I think it was at the end of oh, uh, at the end of We Cry Together, and obviously we'll get to that song later. Yeah. yeah. At the end of it, um, like there was a little like there was a voice that said, I think it said like something like "Stop tap dancing around the conversation," and I think what he's trying to say with this album too is like there are conversations that need to be had but we just keep you know like you said stepping over them and stepping around right 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 even though we need to have them yeah yeah and it's like um i mean he even like and i think part of it is saying like he's like i will give you the motivation or i'll give you that little boost like this album will help you like it'll help expose some things but like at the end of the day you got to take the step like no like and that's also along the lines of his song savior he's like He's like, Kendrick made you think about it. He's not your savior. Call made you feel uh-huh. empowered. He's not your savior. Like that, his whole point is like, at the end of the day, you still have to make a life for yourself. Just because you're listening to someone that makes you feel a certain way, doesn't mean it is that way for you. Right. Like that's, yeah. And I feel like. So you, think, so just, you think that he was saying like, you have to be your own savior? I, I think that that could be, that could be an angle of it. I, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I mean. I think, and I always think about how like people are always looking for like a sign or a signal in life or like someone to like tell them to do something or something. But it's like, I feel like at some point in your life, you have to take responsibility for your life and for all the aspects of your life. Cause no one's like, people aren't going to like, you shouldn't expect people to come and save you. Like that's kind of, I feel like that's, that's part of what he's saying with that. Uh Yeah. You know, and it's, it's an important message that people don't, like necessarily want to hear because it's it's basically saying like hey you're responsible no one likes to talk about responsibility like self-responsibility <laughs> it's not a fun topic yeah but there's a lot of truth to it uh-huh. but yeah um i don't know i i i love this album like so much i haven't been able to like stop playing it and it's yeah. already been like over a week since it's been out and i'm just like i'm gonna, I'm gonna be playing this i'm sure for years to come so oh yeah definitely and, and I don't think like an we'll we'll get into some stuff further because I think he's had he has some pretty crazy topics. Not crazy, but uh, <laughs> they're bold they're bold topics in the genre that we're in, you know. And yeah. he like makes it cool. Like he yeah. he he, yeah. Ma- he executes it well. Um uh-huh. but yeah, let's move on to Die Hard. Um this song is like it's about his problem, like the this is the way I interpret it. It's like about his him wanting things from like a significant other that like he can't provide like to them. So like it's him wanting like trust, but like he's someone that can't really be like trusted or like, Uh you know what I mean? So like he has a hard time trusting other people, but like he has like hard times with like some of that stuff, you know? And then he also talked, he's got trust issues. Right. Right. And then he talks about like, just obviously, um, just the risk that you take when you like love someone and like being in like a relationship with someone. And he talks about how like, like there's, there's dangers to that because of how quick he is to like forget. Like, it's hard to explain. Like, I'm trying to explain it the best I can, but like, love is like a it's a risky thing because 
you, you, you can put a lot into it and you can get like screwed over, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. One of, one of the lines that I just remembered was he was talking about like, if I told you who I am, would you use it against me? And like, exactly. Right. You know, that also, that also goes with like getting screwed over and just like also having issues with trusting people as well. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, right. it's, it's kind of like, there isn't really, in my opinion, there isn't really a clear answer to like trust because there are people that you shouldn't trust, you know, yeah. that's why like those issues exist or it's just because of yourself. Like you don't even trust yourself. Uh huh. But yeah. And then I'm trying to think if there is, uh, anything else that I noted. I feel like that was like the main, that was like the main theme of it. Yeah, I really, I re- actually really liked, or liked this song too. Like, yeah, even though it's kind of like somewhat of a sad song, like it's got a, it's got a good vibe. Yeah, and I, I like the hook. That yeah. I think his name's Blast. Yeah, I think that's you know, but yeah, um, I think his hook is like very catchy too, uh-huh. and it's kind of grown on me a bit as I've played it a bit more. So. Also, do you know why he, why he says pray for London? I have, I have no idea. Because he says, he says pray for London. And I'm like, why are we praying for London? Like, was there some shit that happened in London that I'm unaware of? Or is he just no. talking about just like, he's just praying. Like, that's just him like representing where he's from. Because I'm pretty sure he's like a British artist. That's probably that's probably what he's doing. He's that's what like, I'm assuming because I was like, I was like, holy shit, was there something that went down that I didn't know what about? What happened in London? What the fuck happened in London? <laughs> but yeah, um, but okay, this this song now here, Father Time. Yeah, Father Time. I really, I really appreciated this song a lot. Yeah. You know, because he's talking about how. Obviously, there are men who have daddy issues and people only like a lot of the time people want to talk about like girls who have daddy issues, but they don't talk about like the men who have daddy issues and like the the effect that like dads who have like toxic masculinity have on their sons and how that creates like the, the generational cycle of like men who are not like like emotionally like maturing and like handling their emotions correctly yeah like um when he was talking about when how he was like surprised when the drake when drake and kanye made up with whatever and he was like maybe i have some maturing to do yeah he's like if that were me i probably wouldn't like make up with the other person right just like the whole like just holding grudges or just like being too stubborn to like kind of like choose peace instead of like war like whatever it is like with someone else Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's even that's like something i struggle with sometimes like i hold grudges against people like if people fuck me over or they do something that makes me lose trust I, i definitely have like trust issues and i have like issues when it comes to just like like grudges like i just it's hard for me to let go of people that do me wrong yeah and that also leads to that's like also like a forgiveness thing too you know mm-hmm. yeah i think too like 
um, like also he was saying how he was taught to like not show his feelings and not show his emotions. Like he was saying, I'm pretty sure it was on this song. Uh, like if he like got hurt, his dad would tell him like, yeah, that he can't cry. Like, mm-hmm. like not to, cause that shows like weakness. And like, that's a big thing that men have is like, you know, not to show weakness. Right, right. And no, like the whole like, hook is like, it's like, the whole hook is about like, you, you don't, you don't need to like, you don't need to take time to like, like deal with like the problems you have because taking time won't solve it. Moving forward is the only thing that'll solve it. And like yeah. the whole thing is like, they're using the analogy of like not using a chaser for like alcohol Mm-hmm. With like the way that they handle their emotions, yeah, so that's, that's like, like the whole hook. You gotta, you gotta face them head on because right. that's the only way you can really deal with it. And I think I'm pretty sure I'm getting some of the like lyrics mixed up. But going like it was on Grieve Different or United in Grief. He said like, you don't feel grief until you feel it sober. Was it on that song? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, or oh, uh, that might have been. Mm, Maybe that was on uh, How I Sober or Mother I Sober, oh, which is yeah, way later. Yeah. That's yeah, also a really yeah. good song when it comes yeah. to like just the generational trauma. Because that one's more about, obviously that one's more about his mother. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But it's just um, like a lot of people just like run from their emotions yeah. and problems. But also another thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was just gonna say you can't like fix them. If you run from right, exactly, exactly, right. You have to like confront that shit. Yeah, like that's what being like a real man is, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but one thing I noticed, I don't know if you like notice this too, or like you you agree with this, but so there's like disc one and disc two on the album. So it's like from United in Grief to Purple Hearts, that's disc one, and then yeah, from Count yeah. Me Out to Mirror, that's disc two, and the yeah. way I the way I feel like he organized it was like a lot of disc one is like him just like talking about his like issues and like his ignorance towards them and like all the things that like he had to like figure out through like his mental health journey and like therapy. And then like the second disc seems like it's more along the lines of like how like he's handling those things. Yeah. Cause like, uh, with songs like Crown and like Savior and like Mirror and Mr. Rao, that's him. That's him just talking about how like he's letting go of like, um, like the guilt that he like the weight that he feels on his shoulder. Like he's letting go of the weight that he feels on his shoulder. Like especially in yeah. Crown, he's talking about how he can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's just him saying like he's he's giving up on like making everyone happy because he just knows that's an impossible mission. And like, you only really have control of yourself and your own emotions. Uh But yeah, that was like, that's kind of just what I want to say about like the whole like aspect of the album. Yeah. No, Um, that makes sense. I didn't really think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like I didn't even notice it until like, I mean, dude, I'm not even gonna lie. I've probably listened to this album like 10 times. Like, I've literally been obsessed with this thing. I've been obsessed with this album. Dang. And like, 
Yeah, that's definitely, more, just, than, I, that's definitely more than me. Yeah, bro, I, I like, I am obsessed with it, you know, just because, uh-huh. like, I personally started going to therapy for the first time, like, almost two months ago now. So it's oh, just really? like the time. Yeah. So the timing of this, like, coming out is just uh-huh. crazy because it's just like, it's cool to see a rapper that's like kind of doing this shit. Um, yeah. What? If you don't mind me asking, what made you decide to like do therapy? Honestly, so what made me decide to do therapy was like, um, my whole thing is like, you have like your ways of like coping with like, let's say it's like anger, sadness, or like ego or like any of that. Yeah. You have all these like things, you know, like these emotions that are like negative in your life. My whole thing Mm -hmm. is like, I would cope with it by like either working out or like working on something or like it could be drinking or smoking. So like, those are like, those were like my ways of coping. And then when I'm still doing all those things and then I still run into like the issues and like the result, like the negative result of how I react to those issues. That's when I was kind of like, what the fuck else can I do to solve this? Because like (laughs) me distracting myself isn't like helping me from the issues. So I was always like, and I've never even gone to therapy in my life, Uh you know? And I was like, like 21 years of my life, I've never gone to therapy. So I was like, maybe I should go to therapy. Maybe I should try it. And I've heard like multiple people around me that are close to me in my life be like, oh, I should like try therapy, you know, but then they don't try it. And like, I've even said it myself and I'm like, why, why should I like continue to like talk about how I should, or I talk about how like, I want to like work through certain things. I feel like I should actually do it. You know what I mean? It's just like being accountable for yourself and like being a man of your word and just like things like that. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the broad reason. And I didn't even have like a specific reason that popped up, which was, I feel like, I feel like that's important for people to hear. You don't always need like a specific, like subject for why you need to go to therapy. Like, it's not like I'm, I rob people or I like, I like (laughs) beat up people or like I do something fucked up. Like sometimes it can just be like, I have these like issues or I overthink, you know, it could just be like stuff like that. So my whole thing was like, I feel like I was like, I should just go to therapy, even though I don't really like have some like specific reason. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's like, it's been really like helpful. And I've like learned a lot from it and yeah, I don't know. It's like, I would, I would recommend like anyone who hasn't gone to therapy to try it. Cause the whole thing is like, no one's like forcing you to go. And they're not forcing you to talk about anything. And you could even lie to them. You could just fucking make up a whole thing. You could be like, dude, I swear to God, like someone took my dog the other day and just like kicked it. And like, you could just make like, so like if you wanted to, you could just not even be honest with your therapist. That's the thing. So it's like, yeah. And and if you don't like it, you can just not go or you could just walk out at any point. So it's like, it's one of those things where I feel like they're not forcing people to stay there or anything like, right. Like people, people, people don't even like try it and like that i mean that was me you know so it's just Uh like i was like i should try this you know yeah and there's the whole like topic of like if it's affordable or not i feel like you gotta um decide if it's like affordable like i have the privilege of therapy because there's like health insurance that makes it cheaper with co-pays so like yeah that's a whole thing and also sometimes it's hard for people because like they don't have the courage to like talk to their family about it especially if their health insurance is like under their you know, family. parents like their dad or their mother or whatever. Yeah. 
So it's like, I think that's part of why some people like don't go to therapy, you know, it could be either finance or it could just be like not wanting to like bring that up to anyone around you. Yeah. But I think it's like something that people should be less like fearful about and like, it should be more like normalized. And on top of that, um, like there's, there's such a stigma around it. Like I said, once again, I'll just reiterate it. Like people think you have to like know something that's like wrong with you to like go. But the problem is like, if you're you, everything that you do day to day, if there's something that you do that's wrong and you do it every single day, you do it, you do it enough and it's the normal and it doesn't seem wrong. It just seems like that's who you are. Right. Like that's just like, that's your routine. And then it eventually becomes a thing where like you need someone who's like unbiased to be like, Hey, maybe that's wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my whole, that's my whole therapy speech right there. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I, 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 my final words, give therapy a try. You hear that people give therapy a try. (laughs) Don't be afraid to try. Yeah. That was like a lot, but, um, (laughs) I feel like it was, I, I, I was like, fuck it. I got a ton to say about this. Yeah. But, this might be a longer episode, honestly, because I just like I don't want to like cut it short because uh-huh. there's just like so much content to talk about. But um, back to back to Father Time. Is there any? Is there any? <laughs> oh my God, is there any uh, final words that you had on Father Time? Um, or do you feel like we addressed it all? I feel like I feel like we covered covered it really. Right, right. Yeah, Father Time. I really appreciated. Yeah. Um. And then next up, we got Rich Interlude. That's Kodak. It's Kodak with the piano in the background. Yeah. Um, I don't have like too much to say about this one because I feel like it's him. A lot of it is him like just back, him like being like me and Kendrick are like for life. Like, and it's just him like being like, don't mess with the goat. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, he's like, he's like, who do you think you are talking to a legend? Like just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's really what it was. Like him just saying like, look, like we're legends. Don't be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't talk to us any kind of way. <laughs> right. Right. Also, um, also were you like, I was really surprised to see Kodak. <laughs> On this oh album. yeah yeah uh, seeing kodak when he when he like did the in, when he introduced the worldwide steppers i was like oh shit is he about to be like the dj for this album yeah he was like the, kodak the DJ. <laughs> yeah like i was like that's different like that's definitely interesting i didn't i did not expect kendrick to do that yeah but i i thought it was really cool that he chose kodak honestly yeah and a lot and of I people know... so we should talk about that yeah yeah there are, there's, <laughs> there's like definitely... it's polarizing it's very polarizing yeah, yeah like what's what's your what would you say is your take on it um and then i'll I like would... i'll play devil's advocate if you have like a certain like view on it because I, yeah. I understand like both angles of it um yeah i want to say that i do understand uh both angles um but i feel like Hmm. 
I can start if you want me to start. Yeah, you you can start. start. Okay, so so the whole reason why people are like against it, I feel like, is because Kodak has done some fucked shit. Yeah. He has done, he is like, he's one of the rappers when people mention like rappers who have done like shit that's not okay. Like he's in that list. Like he's definitely like, probably like, he's up there, you know? Um, I believe he's had, he, hasn't he? So he's done, so he's gone to court for like sexual assault allegations, you yeah. know? Um, and that was like a whole thing. And uh, I, I don't want to like talk on that too much. But so let's just say for the sake of this, for the people who are like, are like against Kodak, let's just say like he did that. Like he sexually assaulted this person, you know, and like he totally, he totally could have done it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's like just like the whole side of like his gang activity and all that stuff. Um, people are against it because they're like, why would you have someone who like <clears throat> is like mistreats women as like the narrator on your album, you know? Yeah. And like my response to that would be like his whole purpose of having someone who isn't like the greatest is to like have someone who isn't the greatest. Like he, he, like maybe, maybe he wants someone with a lot of flaws to represent an album like this. That is about like having becoming, becoming a better person. Yeah. Cause for all we know that shit happened years ago. We don't know who Kodak is now. Like just cause like people do these things. People have these things in their past. People have these things that are flawed. And also his whole thing was talking about how unforgiving cancel culture is. Cancel yep. culture is very... Yep. People was, who are like... Yeah, like people are very unforgiving of people's wrongdoings. And I am I can be one of those people. Like I can be one of those people, you know? Yeah. Like I'll admit it. And so that's kind of my whole take on that. I feel like, I feel like Kodak is actually someone who makes sense to be the narrator. No, it I'm makes... Sure it makes a lot yeah. of sense. And yeah, like you said, like, because um, in grief, in United in Grief, he brought up cancel culture. And yeah, right, cancel yeah. culture is very unforgiving. And it doesn't really allow for people to have second chances. Right. When, I mean, I think everybody deserves a second chance. Right. And, you know, people are talking about how prisons should be like, you know, kind of like therapy sessions for the inmates yes. so that can yes. get better and go back into society because you know locking somebody up for years and just treating them horribly and then just throwing them back out into the world and expecting them to just be better <laughs> is exactly, so dude. is so wild and like yeah I especially think when they're surrounded by a bunch of people who are in there for similar reasons. Yeah. Like exactly. you, 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 people always say like, you're whoever you're around, like, like the five people you're around the most is who you're going to be like. And then it's like, yeah. so if you put, if you put people who are like in a prison for like sexual assault or murder or like all these like very like awful reasons and you yeah. put them together and like cages and shit, it's <laughs> like, what do you expect to happen? You know, exactly. that is not a solution. Yeah, that is just delaying. That is just like, let's just forget about these people. Let's just throw them away. And I and I understand the whole angle of like, well, how how can I forgive someone for like doing things terrible like that? And like that's a great question because like 
I would struggle. I, I struggle with that too. Like if I know someone who like were to rape someone or to, like have like sexual assault shit, like, I don't know. I don't know if I can forgive that person. And it's the whole thing is like, there there's time like there's there has to be time that heals wounds and then on top of that there has to actually be like progress or change like there has there has to be like the character development from someone you know yeah yeah and also another thing that people would say about kodak is like well you wouldn't say this about like jimmy on the corner you're just saying because it's a rapper you're saying because it's someone who's talented and rich and they got the privilege to like bounce back from a terrible mistake like that but someone who's just a carpenter can't do the same exactly and so also, i mean yeah uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you finish i was gonna say like that's that's a whole different thing like the 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 privilege of just like like classism like just yeah the whole class like that's a whole nother thing like you know yeah no i think yeah having kodak like we said really was perfect and also it like it starts a conversation. Like, Look at how crazy this conversation is. Yeah, like, <laughs> and like how, and like how I said earlier, like we we need to have these conversations, and exactly we're having one, and also too like it questions the morals of people. Like, like you have people saying like, oh, why do you have Kodak on there? Like he had these sexual assault allegations, but then there are people out here talking about. Free YSL, also free YSL, but, <laughs> but they're talking oh, that's like a whole nother topic. that's a whole nother topic. They're talking about like free YSL, but it's like dog, like they were calling hits on people, like they yeah, were people get killed. And like, look, I love Young Thug and I like Gunna too, and all of you know YSL, mm-hmm. but bro, like they. Like they had, they called hits. You got to separate. You got to separate on art. So, you got to separate art from the human. So it's sometimes. like, yeah. So it's like, do you? So it's like, you're gonna get mad at Kendrick for having Kodak on his album, but yet you're out here just letting letting it slide on the fact that there are these people that were having people killed. Like right, Kodak right. didn't kill nobody, and I mean Young yeah. Thug and Gunna didn't either. But they had people get killed, so yeah. it's like, I mean they're the cause. Yeah, they're the cause. You know? And so like, I don't know. I'm I'm a free YSL person, but I also am not mad that Kendrick had Kodak on his album. Yeah, and also it goes back to like, does locking up people. So this, this, I have two, two different topics we can talk about. There's the whole, like, um, so when I say separate art from human, I don't mean like, let it slide that they did those bad things because they're artists. I'm saying like, say, wow, Billie Jean is a great song. And also fuck Michael Jackson. He touched little kids. Like those are separate things. Like, you know what I mean? You can still acknowledge, like, yo, this person has talent, but, like, who they are as a human is terrible. Like, that, that is terrible shit, like, that they need to be held accountable for. And just because, like, they're this big person doesn't mean, like, they shouldn't be held accountable for that shit, just like the average person would be. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And then also, it just goes back to the whole, like, um, it's, it's, like, it's wrong 
obviously what Young Thug and Gunna are involved in and like everything that they've done, like there should there should be some consequences and there should be like they should have to go through something that will like better them. But also yeah. it's the question is like once again, is prison the solution, at least the prison that America has compared to like other countries or other areas in the world? Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's wild. It's, and I don't, you know, I don't think either of us have the answers, you know, and I feel like, oh, yeah, go for it. I was going to say, this is a thought that I had like just recently, but like, it seems like cancel culture is kind of like going to prison without actually going to prison. Yeah. It's just like your, um, it's just the way that people view. It's just like, people are just making it hell for you just on like the yeah. daily. But yeah, I, I think uh, people just people if, when you like really get canceled, like you can't like you just don't even feel like you're part of society anymore. And yeah. when you're in prison, like you're not part of society anymore. So it's kind of right. like similar things. I think um, so. There, I think cancel culture has done good and has also done bad. Like, I think, I think there's like levels to it because cancel, like, someone getting canceled, that's an umbrella of people, it's an umbrella of people. So, it's like there's people who literally said some dumb shit one time, which is fun fact actually, every single human being on the fucking planet. So, if you say you haven't said some wrong shit. You're, you're, you're just, you're forgetting. You're forgetting when you were in seventh grade. That's what I say. That's what I say about that. I feel like everyone yeah. has their flaws and everyone has their, has had their fucked up thoughts or their yeah. flawed actions or thoughts, you know? And, I mean, but there's levels I mean, just, to it. Just, just wait till we get to anti-diaries. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's crazy. I feel like there's, wow, there's just so much to talk about. I mean, um, we might, honestly, we might have to break this into two parts. I know we might have to. Well, yeah. you guys will know if we did or didn't. But <laughs> um, yeah, like I think, oh fuck, yeah. There's just like, so there's like, well, like I said, the people who say something right, that's fucked up. Yeah, and yeah, people should be like accountable for their words too, you know. Um, uh -huh. But that's a little bit more forgiving than someone who runs an island where they like bring underage girls and like have sex with them and all this shit. Yeah. like um jeffrey epstein you know so yeah. it's like jeffrey epstein yeah like the guy should get canceled harvey weinstein yeah that guy's fucked like these people like it does it has done good yeah but definitely has. there's also certain stuff where it's like yo like this this person's gonna develop and like you can't hold on to these things forever with certain people yeah cancel cancel culture the idea of cancel culture is good but it gets bad once you start having people use it because they're haters. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just always feel like the, the thing that our generation lacks is the two things that our generation lacks the most is loyalty and um man, I could get forgiveness. With loyalty, bro. Loyalty and forgiveness <laughs> are like the big ones that I feel like bro for I didn't even think people, about forgiveness but yeah that's what I'm saying like, like people really forget about forgiveness and people like are very unforgiving um 
in our generation. Yeah. I don't, and I, I don't understand why that is. I don't like, I was talking about this with some people like the other day. Like, I feel like loyalty shouldn't even be really, and some people might disagree with me, but I feel like loyalty shouldn't even really be a conversation that needs to be had. It should just be something that's, that's just assumed to have. Right. And if, because if you're, if you have these loyalty issues, you're probably one, you're probably around the wrong people. And two, if, if not, if you are around the right people, then it's probably a problem with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, it's, um, people being disloyal, unloyal or whatever you like to call it. That is from the, um, that's from being someone who isn't, uh, like they can't, they, it's either like a lack of immaturity or like proactiveness mm-hmm. or it's like, um, I, I just, I just think it's like, you're, you're not willing to be who you are because there are proper ways to go about, let's say it's like, you're breaking up with someone. If you like, like breaking up compared to cheating, like people will cheat on their significant other when it's like you guys both know it's a relationship that's like mm-hmm. it's not an open relationship you're just in a relationship and people will go cheat when in reality if you were mature enough you would have understood like yo i don't feel the same way about this person emotionally so it's time to end this because exactly i won't be able to be loyal in this relationship there's no there's there's no reason to cheat in a relationship because yeah, if you don't feel that same way about the person anymore, break up with them because it saves you and the other person time and it also saves just you know your emotions. Like yeah. like don't and, and, like, and don't you'll stop yourself from feeling emotions. guilt. Yeah, like don't don't play with these people's emotions by going out and cheating on them. Just if you don't feel the same way about them anymore, just be honest with them and end it. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Um I was gonna say, oh, I'm blanking on it. Um but yeah, I mean lo- like loyalty is huge and it's just like people just aren't loyal. And I think the same people who are on Twitter that like will tweet all this crazy shit and then in person they're like, hi, those are the same people that go and cheat because it's like they're not willing to just be who they are. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have like the courage to be who they are, even if because they they fear like they fear the judgment or people some people disliking you when it's like at the end of the day, not everyone's gonna like you, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Like you're not yeah. gonna get a you're not gonna be able to um you're just not gonna be friends with everyone. That's just not how it works because yeah. everyone is people are very like different. There's such a large spectrum of like how people act or live or speak. And it's just like, you're not going to get along with everyone. So yeah. it's like something you got to accept, accept. And also, I was going to say along the lines of like the loyalty thing. And like, let's say like, it's even like someone you don't want to be friends with anymore. Like you want to distance yourself. Like you got to either like distance yourself and then just let it fizzle out. Or it's like, if they're persistent with you being in their life, you have to have that mature conversation with them being like, hey, 
I feel like it's best if we don't hang out as much because I just don't think if we, we bring the bad out of each other. Stuff like yeah. that. Having mature conversations because it's going to suck the most. Like being honest sucks the most in the moment. But like as far as like the lifespan of your life it is like what will lead to like your your most like peace of mind uh, reality of life. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's gonna suck in the moment, but you got it. Needs to happen. You got it. You're know gonna lie. Yeah, you got it. You got to know that you're gonna move on. Right. And like you're gonna like. It's not gonna kill. It's not gonna kill you. Yeah, and what's happening <laughs> right now isn't gonna last forever, too. Like, yeah, you're gonna wake up tomorrow, and you're gonna have to eat a new breakfast. Yeah, like, no, like you know what I mean. Like one thing, one thing that like helps me a lot that like my dad tells me is just like, you know, it might be a week from now, it might be two weeks, or it might be a couple months from now. You're gonna look back on whatever you were doing, whether it's good or bad, and be like, man, like I did that, or I got through it, right. I'm here now, and. Shit, you might even look back at something that sucked at the and time. And laugh at it. Yeah, and laugh at it, exactly. Exactly, and be like, like, wow, that was so stupid. It was so, <laughs> it was so minuscule when you zoom out. When you zoom out, you're like, wow. Exactly. It was just that little bit of time because when you're in the moment, it feels like such a big thing because it's all you're in in that moment. But if yeah. you really like widen it out and get the full frame, you're like, wow, that's just one little splotch of my life. <laughs> right. exactly. it's, it's, so, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah um yeah yeah and then yeah. we are gonna try to have an episode by the way guys at some point with our dads on uh-huh. because that i feel like that'd be an awesome episode um yeah it might it might be tough because obviously they may not know how to like when you put a camera in front of them you know they they haven't done that a lot so yeah, you, know, you, you know how you know how the old people are with cameras. Yeah, they might be like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about loyalty because my boss might see it." You know, like you know. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that goes. But I feel like either way, that'll be an entertaining episode. Even if they are like closed off, it's kind of like interesting to watch that too because it's like, yeah. why, you know, why won't they why won't they open up? Yeah. But um, that all stemmed from having Kodak having Black Kodak. <laughs> on see, the album. This is why this album, and is this so is why. <laughs> Having Kodak Black on the album, in my opinion, is a great thing yeah. because it like sparks this like conversation. Like, yeah, and that is why people do like uh, drastic things for like um, whatever it is. It's because it's to like start that conversation that needs to happen. Because a lot of humans are like very immature, where like they won't interact with the other side until they get until you poke the bear enough like you gotta uh-huh. poke the bear enough to a point where they're like dude and then they start talking so it's yeah. like a way to poke both sides so i feel like having kodak black on the album is just like poking the bear yeah no i agree and like and also that's like the same thing when it comes to like um when people like when there's protests and stuff and sometimes things happen that like just aren't good for communities like they aren't good for communities, but those kind of things, like when there's such drastic things that happens, that's what like leads to like conversations and like actual change. Cause people are like, holy shit, this is the result of stuff staying the same. Like this is, this is the, this is like the rage that happens because of things not moving forward. 
and people are just getting tired of things not changing. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's tie we took it. Took a little quick interlude. <laughs> we took a quick little like detour. You know, yeah. it was a quick little detour, but I feel like that was that was some great stuff right there. Yeah. Um that's that's the kind of conversations that like Elijah and I can really have. Like we can we can get deep like that. Yeah. You know, it's just it takes where I feel like that was like the first like conversation we've had on our podcast that I feel like that's that's kind of what we want. Yeah, not you know? I agree. So yeah, I'm 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 glad we went on that little tangent, that little rant. Uh-huh. But um I'm gonna be honest, I don't really want to talk about Rich Spirit too much because I personally yeah, didn't enjoy it that much. But uh did you have any thoughts on it? Uh I thought I th- I thought it was cool. I liked it. Um Yeah, production was good. I don't really I don't really have too much to say about it. Cause like, what was the, what was like the subject matter of that song? I'm kind of forgetting. Was it just kind of like about, um, just like the lifestyle of just like being someone who's rich and just kind of like the shallowness that comes with it. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty much what it was. I, that's kind of what I took from it. And like, I think, uh, subject wise, it's, it's a good subject. It's like a fair subject to talk about. I just think sonically, it's just not something I favor. I think they were trying to go for like the catchy aspect of the song. Um, yeah. And I could, I could see it like growing on you in a way where you're like, dude, I don't want to like this. Like, you know, how there's like certain catchy songs where they get stuck in your head and you yeah. don't want them to get stuck in your head, but they just do. Uh huh. That's like rich spirit to me. And I almost wonder if like, this might be looking into it way too deep, but I almost wonder if that's intentional because it's like, it's talking about how like this is so deep, but like like this is looking into it too far. But like the the lifestyle of the shallowness of being rich, it's like addicting, but you know it's dumb and not like you don't like it really, but it's just like you get you get hooked on it. Yeah. Maybe maybe that was like intentional. Maybe. maybe. I think that'd be pretty insane if that was intentional. Um that I feel like be, that might just that be a be, coincidence. Yeah, maybe it's a coincidence, but if they were to do that, I feel like they'd have to get like people they know listen to mm-hmm. this song a bunch. Yeah. Until they're like, yeah, this is a song where I don't want to like yeah. it, but I ended up liking it. And, and and the thing is, I think like I think uh Kendrick is just like he's being like um awarefully, I'm gonna say that word, I made it up. He's awarefully ignorant. Like he understands in the song. He's like, he's like, stop playing with me, bitch. I'm attractive. Like he's saying, like, yeah. he's just like, he's like, I'm I'm, he's like, he's like, I'm the shit. He's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, so it's him just like kind of playing into that. And I feel like it's supposed to be a bit of a comedic song. It's not supposed to be a song where you listen to it and you're like, oh, this goes crazy. Like, this is a banger, you know? Yeah. Like that's not what he's like intending on this album or, or with that with that song on this album. Uh-huh. All right, now, man, we got we cry together. We got a big one right here. (laughs) We cry together was like, in my opinion, the, the like the writing and like the style of it. I think is like the most impressive on this entire album. I think what he did with this was like, uh, either the first or second most unique thing that he did on the album. 
Yeah. You know, it's between, I would say it's between this and uh, Auntie Diaries. I put Auntie Diaries uh, first. I'd say that's like most yeah, unique. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but as far as like, uh, just like the storytelling, I think the storytelling is the most creative on this because it's just like that back and forth. Like, and uh, uh, it's just like him fighting with his side chick, I believe, right? Or like um, someone he's like fucking around yeah, with. Somebody, like, somebody, like, somebody that he's. He it's like someone that he's seen. It's like with. it's like yeah. him fighting with the person that he's in, he's in an affair with. Um, yeah, and like I'm sure there's some art, other artist that's done it out there before, but I don't think anyone that I've heard has really done it the way that he's done it. I think the 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 vibe that I got on this, which my friend actually mentioned, Max, he felt like uh, it was kind of like. Um, very similar to like Eminem storytelling and the way that like he's done um, uh, the song Kim, you know, obviously yeah. it's not like about like killing your girlfriend, but this is uh-huh. more just like about like the aggression that like, you know, like an affair can have. And like, it's talking about how like these people bring out the worst in each other because like they're having this affair and then like they just end up still having sex at the end of it while like <laughs> bitching out about each other and i feel like it's like this is their way of like that that's like their way of like escaping and coping with their problems it's like they go to each other to like yell at like what's wrong about each other and they're not taking responsibility for themselves. and uh-huh. then it's like they have sex and like that's their way of like coping yeah um i also think there's like Along with that, like there they they talked about things that like men and women do just like in society and with each other that like affects other things. Like when she was talking about trying to find it. Uh are you talking about the part where she's like, You're the reason why Harvey Weinstein like Yeah, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you're the reason R. Kelly can't recognize that he's abusive. And, yeah, the, you're the yeah. reason Harvey Weinstein had to see his conclusion. Like, Right. He's talking like, about how, yeah. she's talking like, about how, like, he's not that, even though he hasn't done that terrible of things, he's just saying, like, the acts that he's committing are, like, um, what led people like that down their path. Yeah. You know? and like, It's like, that's the that, umbrella like, of like the toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And like that, the men have to hold each other accountable. Right. Too. Yeah. Um, but man, when he said, <laughs> when he said fake innocent and fake feminism, I was like, whoa, Kendrick, <laughs> you might get canceled, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might slow down. The fake but, innocent is real, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. And like the thing is, some of the stuff that I think, like the stuff that uh, both of them say and their um, back and forth has like truth and false in it. Like there's moments where it's like, damn, that shit is like very true about whatever it is. Like this is something that is common in guys, and then same with like this is something that could be common with girls too. But then it's like they also both say like shit that's like not necessarily true about like both genders you know so 
I feel like that was interesting too. It's not like, you know, it's, I, I just think like the whole, the whole thing is just so badass too, just like the flow. And I actually yeah. looked up who, uh, like Taylor, Taylor page is she's like a, she's been like an actress. So yeah, she's not, she's she, I don't, I, I'm as far as what I know, I don't even think she's in music. So I haven't even checked the, uh, like the credits on the album, but I'm sure like, and we, we cry together, maybe like Kendrick Lamar wrote the entire thing, but he wanted someone who could perform it to the ability that he wanted it to be performed. Yeah. Like he wanted there to be that passion in the voice. And like, he wanted someone who could like really execute that. Uh-huh. Also, I, 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 yeah, go for it. Oh, um, another thing, uh, when she was like, womanizer got no affection from your mama. Like, I feel like that goes, that's kind of like going along with the dad thing. Like moms are important too. Right. And like, it's because like his, because like, let's say like your mother's neglectful or not around or whatever, like you have issues with your mom. It's like, that's going to be the things that like cause you to like objectify women or just kind of like, look at them just for like the aesthetic purposes because like you didn't have a woman around you that you exactly. could like have a meaningful relationship past like the surface level mm-hmm. uh, purposes or reasons for a relationship. Yeah. No, people, I think too, like just like the way, the way you treat kids is really a big deal. Cause yeah. Whether they realize, because most of the time they don't even realize it, but it affects them in some sort of way, and it can be like, right. detri- it can be detrimental to their life. Right, like even just like you could have the smallest thing, you just have like one thing happen to you, and then that's because of that you react a certain way, and mm-hmm. that's how you like walk within your path throughout your life. Yeah, it's like learning how to like unwire those things or like rewind and be like, hmm. You know, like actually, like think about it twice. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, we cry together. Banger, absolute banger. Like I'd put that top three or top five, just like yeah, from the album. Um. All right, so we got Purple Hearts, dude. Ghostface Killer. When I saw that Ghostface <laughs> Killer was gonna be yeah. on. Here, I was like, I already know. I was like, that song is gonna be a banger. Um, I mean, I thought the production was beautiful, just like the piano on it. Yeah, it was just, like the vocals really nice that song. they put. Yeah, like the vocals that they put in it. Um, yeah, such such a good song. Um, I, you know, I weirdly haven't even. I think because it sounds so good, I haven't even like really been i don't like listen to what they're actually saying like it kind of like goes over my head Uh because it's just it's so sonically well done yeah no it's a very sonically it's a great song and um like i feel feel like they cover a lot they cover a lot in in the song Like there's yeah. a whole lot of different like topics. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yo. Let me let me read a line. Wait, what? No, it ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass. 
<laughs> I think I think this whole song is about eating ass. That's what I think. Yeah, it's about eating ass. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, it's if that's what it takes, then I guess <laughs> I guess I'm not giving you love. <laughs> oh, man. I ain't doing that. <laughs> oh man. Um I don't know. A lot of it is very like I don't know. Love and sexual and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, I'm great song. I feel like I should have done a little bit more time dissecting this one, uh, but I sadly did not. Um, so we're gonna I move think, on. I think like the biggest thing, yeah. Bef- before we move on, I just want to say I think like the biggest thing was just like, uh, just let love do its thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Don't fight it all yeah. the time, or like, yeah. Don't be against it. Be open to it. Right. Yeah, I feel like even like going personal in my life, like I feel like I was kind of I was closed off to love for a long time because I was very protective of rejection. Like I was Mm -hmm. I was someone who I didn't like I really feared rejection. So that's why I felt like I wasn't able to like receive love, you know, is because like I was like I would put up a wall and like or like not even let it happen or like there'd be opportunities or maybe it would, but it's like, I think I wasn't ready for that. And it's like, it's also like a whole like self love thing. Like you gotta be able to love yourself before you love anyone else. That's a whole thing. And it sounds, it sounds cliche and it sounds corny. (laughs) But there's a reason things are cliche and corny. It means like for something to be cliche or corny, it's like, it has to be said so much that it becomes cliche. It becomes like a common phrase, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's like, dude, that's like, everyone says that it's like, there's a reason why people, there's a reason why certain sayings are said so often right um but yeah so that's that's disc one we could we're, we're gonna do a part two guys so yeah. two part two is gonna be disc two 